Hey, listen, we have a lot of Tinder updates to get to, okay? So <laughs> you, you let's get going. Did. Not really. <laughs> Less than you think. <laughs> oh, man. Tinder? It's the beard show. Like Big Tinder? It is so manly in here. Oh, How you growing? Hello, yes. Welcome to the Will Show podcast episode number 37. Uh, this is the fourth episode of the new year. Happy 2014, everybody. Welcome, everybody who's new. 37? Yeah, this is 37. Can you believe it, Todd? I thought I thought you just stopped like doing them when I'm not here. Watching grow up. <laughs> no, Todd. This keeps going. Oh, Whether wow. or not you decide to join us, we're still <laughs> we're still doing the ridiculous Will Show every single week. Uh, this week I have Todd Kenworthy hey. from Comedy Sports and Three Dollar Bill Comedy, and Rick Rangelovic from yeah. Comedy Sports. Yeah, the fa- we learned he was a famous photographer this year. So uh, he, this you is your second learned, episode. But you just kind of made. I mean, that was like your lead in. Yeah, I know. Well, so. I wanted I wanted to give you props where Thank props you. were due. Has anything come of that since then? Uh, oddly yeah. enough. My picture, so I have that picture blown up on canvas on the wall, and it, it was behind my couch today. Wow, like that's great! How about that? That's famous. Like a framed picture? It's, is it framed? It was canvas. Oh, okay. So well, never mind. Do you frame a canvas? Like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> How does that work no, exactly? It's like wrapped around a board. Oh, yeah. well, you're right. I, underst- I understand now. Okay, great. there we go. Well... So uh, right. Todd's here, show. Rick's this is here. Off to a good start. Yeah, I know. Well, we had technical difficulties here, mainly because the board uh, wasn't plugged in, so that uh, disrupted my my whole fucking start to this goddamn episode. So thank you very much for making it awkward. Not plugged in board. Lindsay's here. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Will. Uh, did you have a good week? I did. Okay, good. Cold You've been... as shit. <laughs> yeah, it is cold as shit. And you you doing anything me, you to uh, combat me we're it? Getting more snow. Yeah, we next week maybe. I don't know. They're not reporting it because they don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> it's just like if like the government found out that the world was going to end. Like an at asteroid what, was coming. Yeah. Well, at what point would they tell you? Probably right before it happened so you wouldn't be worried for too long. So if you see like Indiana congressman going to the store for milk and eggs, you know something's <laughs> up. The <laughs> snow's coming and they're not telling anybody. They're not telling like anybody. The you just see a senator with a gro- grocery be- be- thing full of grocery bread. Thing. And grocery insurer. cart. <laughs> I don't go grocery shopping very often. Couldn't tell. Yeah, I get the uh, I get the little midget cart though when I go. I, I find those more convenient, and it's <laughs> the perfect amount for the frozen pizzas that I get. So it's all, <laughs> and it's perfect for you to play your favorite character, Giant Will. <laughs> Giant Will, yes, that's right. I take little tiny baby dolls and pretend to push them around the store. I'm huge, but my wife was tiny, <laughs> and all we can eat is pizzas. It's the only thing agreeable to our dysfunctional family. Uh, anything new with you guys since I saw you last? You uh, any stories from your life that uh, you care to share? Share here. You want to come to Jesus? Come no. to Jesus? Nope. What do you What, what do you want to know, Will? I don't know. What anything that might be fun or interesting about what you guys are doing? Hop Slam is back. Uh, is that a beer? Yeah, it's my good. My favorite. It's out by Bell's, and it is wonderful. The Will Show it's, brought to you by Hopsland. I like the idea. Hopslam. Hop slam. Hop I thought slam. you said hop sland. Obviously, hop slam. like we're going that. to hop sland. Well, maybe. Well, it's it, it's potent. Yeah, ten point nine percent. Woo! Yeah, and then but it's so smooth. And then there's a lot of conversations that I end up having after two of those that uh, <laughs> really <laughs> that. that uh, that like like vulnerable conversations that you wish you didn't have. Not not on d- Tinder. I, I didn't I, wish. But. I don't. 
agree with that. I think you have some tender. I think you go home and cry after about two or three of them. I can't. It's because the alcohol <laughs> content. So he's he's so too hoppy. sad to even cry. No, he can't no, even no. bring himself to do it physically. Those IPAs just Sucks dry me dry. out. Yeah, they just dry me out. I have no tears. My tear ducts <laughs> open up, and so it's just like holes into my. <laughs> he, dry, he dry cries. Now, what kind like, of conversations like a, a are you having? A butthole, your tear ducts. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What did you Whatever. say? I want to hear what you said about because this might be the title, the working title for now. Your tear, your I tear ducts not. are like a tiny butthole. A postcoital butthole. <laughs> postcoital <laughs> butthole is the working title Wait, for episode thirty-seven do, for now. Why is it Looks post- like the top of a jug? <laughs> Does it change? The shape? Yeah. Oh my god. It, it's constantly changing, from what I understand, <laughs> depending what, on body what temperature. Is it, a, a, Buttholes are like snowflakes. A sand dune in the <laughs> no, desert. No, they're exactly the opposite of snowflakes. <laughs> they're all the same. You trying to tell me each ridge of an asshole oh is the identical? Yeah. To I think we're messing up the metaphor. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> snowflake. That's going to be on the iPhone but six it, instead of fingerprint scanner. You got to put it down your pants so and reach <laughs> your butt. You could set your button to a butthole if you wanted to. I set mine to my nipple. Uh, have you have you seen I, that I trick? I don't. I'm not sure that you could, because your nipple's an Audi. What the fuck are you saying? I did. No. Were well, you calling me a liar? No, I'm not saying that you can't set it with a nipple. That's worse. Oh, good. Because I thought you were calling me a liar. It's like you. It has to have something to press against, and you would just end up losing your phone up there. Well, that or you'd squeeze out a turd if you tried to protrude your butthole. Yeah, but maybe you could. Oh, wouldn't like, it be a bitch if you set your button to a turd? Because you know those are like snowflakes. Man. Each one is individually different, but never changes until it goes into the water, at which point it goes through a series of metamorphoses. <laughs> what do get... you think? <laughs> what do you think, Lindsay? But yeah, you're never going to poop a turd that has the exact same ridge formation as the one that you set your phone to, so you could well, never... I don't... You can't make that. You if, can't make that promise. What if I we... don't catalog my turds. Yeah. But you would You would have cataloged one... i pictures to you, which would say otherwise, but... Yeah, right. Well, that's not a full <laughs> catalog. It's not a, an actual data-keeping sort of thing. You know those magician thumbs? Those, like, fake plastic thumbs? Oh, I yeah. need a whole bunch of those. Oh, yeah. And so it always comes out a very constant thumb shape. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever caught a magician using a fake thumb? I remember that that's when magic was spoiled for me, is that I was on a school field trip. We were in a mall, and they had clowns doing magic. And it was like, where did the handkerchief go? And inevitably, it was always up the kid's ass. But it was just, uh, but no, it was never in the kid's ass. I was just saying that for shock value. <laughs> Clearly, you guys were all very shocked as Todd scratches, whoa, whoa, really? scratches his beard. No, uh, here's here's what happened. I just saw the thumb, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Holy shit!" He's putting that scarf into his thumb, and and I just couldn't resist. I didn't know how not to ruin the magic. It's like when you find out Santa Claus isn't real, and on Christmas morning, you said to your younger brother or sister, "Santa Claus isn't fucking real, idiot!" But I just screamed out, "It's in his thumb! It's in his thumb!" And I saw the panic. Like, even through the happy makeup, <laughs> the panic come through this clown's face. And he was just like, he just shot me this look that was like, shut up. Shut up. People don't know, didn't realize it was in the thumb until you started screaming it. And that's why I hate clowns and magic. Clowns, I can't, I, I clowns, clowns cost me a 10-speed bike once because it frightened me so much. We what were, happened? Well, we were going to the Elks Club. Or no, the Moose. The Moose and Gary. Mm-hmm. And uh, To die. Well, no, for some type of summer picnic or something like that. And 
uh, when we pulled up, there was a clown outside, and he like gave me the like, "Hey, come over here!" like little wave with this, and I just started screaming. And I'm like, "I'm not going inside." <laughs> and evidently, there was a raffle, and they pulled my name to win a ten speed bike. No oh. clowns! You sons Man, of bitches! You don't a... go anywhere with a clown and Gary. That had an M Night Shyamalan twist yeah. to it. I thought. I've never, under, I've never bike. understood the clown fear until he just told that story. Now I'm terrified. The clown was dead the whole time <laughs> <laughs> when I found out. Uh, so uh, that's interesting. What, where, where, where did this start? It because started Rick, with... he drinks these hop slams, and between the Facebook posts from between him and Claire, when they start rapping after a couple of hop slams, I think they're talking life. Now, what kind of conversations are you having? Love, like when they're gonna find true love. Ah, and, and that's so last sweet. Night, sadly, that Claire will never find true love. <laughs> oh God, how we many all, was that after? Everyone in the bar came to an agreement that Claire. I think uh, that I said that the sun will probably burn out before someone finds her desirable. <laughs> so I think that's <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it's not me. It's just science. Yeah, well, I think that I think that when you're in your 30s, it gets really, really, really hard to find love because I think you're way more flexible when you're younger and don't really know what you like Wait, and you don't have literally? it. Literally, what? Well, both. Okay. What do you mean? What What do you flexible. mean by flexible? Yes, I mean literally. I mean yes, you could fuck in a variety of different ways. You can't fuck in when you're in your 30s, but also uh, that and you don't really have the desire to fuck in a variety of different ways when you're in your 30s anyway. It's just like uh, <laughs> just get it I over would, with. <laughs> I would think you'd have to just as you got older, you would just have to be more accepted of like some women you may date may have children. Well, which could which could be too, baggage. And I think Rick ha talked about this several shows ago. <laughs> Isn't it true that the what a man gets to a certain age or whatever, he views women who are still single after the age of thirty like you immediately go. What's, that shit crazy. What's wrong with you? No, that's my theory, yeah. and maybe Rick holds it too, but I think that y you know that there's something wrong if you've been single the whole time. The pool dries up. Yeah, that's what we talked about, like the available pool, and all you're left with is the slime. Or the sex, <laughs> or the... That no you put in your garbage pile. Or you're like, the, you know, you're, thr you you're thrift shopping. <laughs> You're secondhand shopping in your thirties yeah. yeah. because it's not necessarily the slime. It's just people who've been broken by life and a terrible experience. So if you had been committed uh, for 15 years or whatever it is into your thirties, and then all of a sudden that whole life that you built fell apart, then you probably have some, some stuff that you don't like anymore and that you don't want to immediately get back into is kind of my, my whole thing. But about is that really true though? That after like a certain age, you immediately kind of wonder, a, about a woman, what's, yes. what's wrong with her? It's, her you're broken. I think no. you might be broken one way or the other. Like maybe why why weren't you able to commit to something earlier, and why are you now suddenly a, a, available? And there's always because there's 15 years of adult baggage there that you never had to you never had to experience or deal with before. And then you also have like your tastes, right? So you know exactly what you want. You don't really have the patience to wade through. Like the bullshit anymore. I don't, I don't. I don't think that you reach a certain age and all of a sudden you you think, oh, these people with me must be crazy. Because I think crazy people get married mm -hmm. as much as as normal people stay single. And I just think that people overall are messed up. And whenever you scratch beneath the surface, you're like, well, this this person's a weirdo. Yes, uh, that's, everybody's that's, a, but everybody's something's wrong. Everybody's a weirdo. Yeah, I think you just become more open about it the older you get. 
That's like why old people don't give a shit about anything. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But but you also don't that because giving a not giving a shit works both ways. Is that uh, I could tell you that if I was ever single again, that there's there are things that I wouldn't I would just straight up not tolerate. Whereas when I was younger, maybe like I could what? tolerate. Mm-hmm. What would you tolerate now? What I mean, no, I, I, wouldn't I, I I wouldn't yeah. tolerate is what I'm saying. Oh, butt okay. stuff. Uh, well, yeah. If they want to go right into butt stuff, I'd say <laughs> no way, Rick. <laughs> not, not this time. How am I going to unlock my phone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to have a turd like that again. Oh, no. My phone's locked permanently. I'm going to have to delete all of my Hanson tunes <laughs> and restart. Still not giving out my phone password. Uh, I don't care how long I'm single. Really? No. I, I, well, we talked about this before, too, that uh, I don't have any secrets anymore or passwords or hidden things. Yeah, it just doesn't make you trustworthy. That's all. I can't trust you. <laughs> so if you're not willing you to let me you look shouldn't. at give me your email password so I can see what you're writing all mm-hmm. the time. So bottom line that we've learned here. Yeah. Hop Slam is back. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good for your emotional it's, stability. It's wonderful. No, it's how, how you look at it. It's great yeah. for it. Do you, drink, you do you drink in Tinder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just all, it's everybody's garbage pile. I just swipe you twice to the garbage pile. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. After I screenshot it and sent it to Will. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, you had it, the whole the whole insinuation was that you had told us you weren't on it, and then Rick sent it to me as if to say she was lying the whole time, and I kind of figured you were. But then you told me that you just joined it that That's weekend for things, experiments. Like, of all the things I've admitted on here that are just so shameful eating out of the garbage like i wouldn't have lied about that and and i think i proved it because i came in last week and immediately started telling i know but it was more fun to accuse you of trying to hide it but now so you put Lindsay in the garbage pile Lindsay's garbage pile twice and did where'd you put rick i never came across across him because apparently he got to me first so oh so go go with that (laughs) where would you put him now, well, I guess it's unfair because you put her, you put her in the garbage pile. pile. Garbage pile. Twice. Twice. Three, I see. I think, three times. I think anybody that I know, though. Yeah, really? Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, put I, a did, connection I didn't there? realize that like your Facebook friends would come up on there. I thought they, it, it was only people that you weren't friends with, and I like had a panic attack when the first person I was friends with on Facebook showed up. I was like, no. Is no. Tinder, is it a dating site or is it just like a friend type? Tinder is an app that's like a combination of hot or not and match.com, but it's all based on pictures. So you get you have this this set of pictures or whatever that <laughs> pop up and it might be Lindsay's picture and you either swipe right to keep her or left to dump her. Garbage so you're pile. like garbage pile is what we're calling it. So you put so Rick put Lindsay in the garbage pile so tires. So what happens is if two people out Compost. there in your radius or whatever, like your five mile, fifty mile radius match they both swipe right to keep then you then the app lets you text each other or send message to each other through the app so it says that you Have both you found match anybody yet? yeah mm. so how what was your experience oh then? there was some delay there talk yeah. to me um i had i had like 12 i only was on there for like 3 days until i deactivated it I and did. there was the only thi- the one thing what though happened? shut up mm, she got the one thing though that i realized nobody fucking messages each other yeah. you, after you get a match i so that's what kind of hey only one you mean nobody's messaged you that's what i was waiting for why can't you message 
This is the. What, the that's the same thing. Man, I feel like you are going all Dr. Laura. You've got your Talk hand extended yeah. in a in a what caring happened? way. In what a they do to you? Reassuring way. Well, Claire said what the same thing. Claire's like, I, I'm like, we'll just send a message. She goes, I can't send a message to you. And I, why not? Yeah. Why not? Because the other thing, let me talk to you a little bit. There's one thing that women do that it, it infuriates me. Well, is. is it one thing, Rick? Is it really just one thing? You know, Will, there's one thing that I'm thinking about right now that infuriates me about women. Have you ever noticed if you're if you're ahead of me and you're walking and you reach a door and you open it, what do you do? You kind of push the door open so I can get through it. That is not a skill that women have. 90% of women just open it far enough to squeeze through and then just let it shut behind them. There, it's, this is the one thing that you're upset about? Is it, you, This is not a metaphor? <laughs> it all starts with this. Okay, this. so then then there's more than one thing. It just starts with the door thing. Yeah. Okay. But if you just watch that sometimes. If you're behind a woman who doesn't know. So typically if you're going through a door, you'll look to see if there's anybody behind you. You kind of prop it open so they can get through. Yeah. Women will squeeze through. They'll open it as small as they can. Like, almost like limbo. Kind of yeah, like vertical limbo. Yeah, vertical limbo through uh -huh. that. Like whoa, it almost touched. It's, and then, but they've not been conditioned to be chivalrous. Right, it's just gender roles right there. Right. Like I, I'm conditioned to open the door for everybody. I've Me been too. caught. I've been caught holding oh, the man, door the for for so like lines of people coming out of bars and stuff because I just don't know when to just shut the fucking door. I just so I yeah. I just I mean I think that we are that's just been conditioned for at least people who aren't total ass bags <laughs> will open the door for people but I don't think ladies so here's it Lindsay why don't you yes Rick email somebody back and hold the door open for once in your life <laughs> let him in let him into your life there was, there was one guy that I did message first and I bet that went well didn't it. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, it was better than the eleven that didn't. Better send than anything. not. And then, there and then one and one other guy. Well, some of them sent just really stupid, creepy messages. Like what? That is sin. Yeah. That, that's like Usually that. Lindsay's that's holding the door open to let people that's out. No, that was the first message. Let yep. us in. Yep. Ugh. All right. I'm a, is your door open? <laughs> Are you holding it right now? Hold your door open. I'm Hold your door in. open. I want to get in there and immediately out of it. <laughs> Immediately into it. Perfect. But uh, yeah, so we we actually uh, on the on the Smiley Show we've been talking about Tinder too, and Dave accidentally meant to throw a girl away. He like his wife let him get a Tinder thing for an experiment. Wife of the year. And uh, he he wanted to swipe a girl no, and accidentally swiped her yes, and then they immediately matched today. So he put that up. He put that up on the Facebook page, but I just I, I, no messages or anything. But I, I think it's an interesting. I think it's a pretty interesting app. I think that it could be used a variety of ways. You could either just be hooking up, or you can uh, you can go try to actually. I think it's meet window, somebody. It's window shopping. Yeah, and nobody ever yeah, buys. Yeah, but anything. nobody buy. Yeah, you gotta at least get your dick wet, son. <laughs> That's a new. I think we should start that app. Get your dick wet, get son. Your, get your dick wet, son. <laughs> it's the same thing. Get it's your dick wet, son. Yeah. Get your dick wet, son. <laughs> it should be just one word that looks like a last name. I mean, put up or shut up. Right. That's Why what I'm saying. talking like a high school football coach all of a <laughs> Coach me Coach through this. It's the beard. So come on. Put up or shut up. I'll, right? just, I'll just say that in the, the days that it was actually being used, MySpace was a hell of a lot more useful. Was it really? Those things. Yes. I got into two... Long-term relationships via MySpace. Well, that because that same was time. What, like you didn't oh, leave until the next nice. morning? Nice bigotry, bigamy. Bigotry is something different. Bigamy. Before you, was it a racist long-term relationship? <laughs> oh man, it's a different. 
<laughs> but coach yeah, me through. Uh, I got the Tinder app, coach. Now what do I do? I was gonna what get. What do you want? What do you want out of this? I just want to get. I just want to get my D wet. <laughs> there you go. You're on the right track. But I don't know how to do it. What do you like? I like. I mean, anything at this point. Just are you a message. A boob man, or are you an ass man? Man, I would like one of both. <laughs> just <laughs> one, one boob. One boob. Yeah, one of both. Half an ass, one it's boob. It's fourth quarter. You got to make a choice. Boobs then. All right. Snow, I would take an ass. Throw boob all lady. the asses in the garbage pile. All right. You want titties. All right. You like them big, you like them small. I like them I, just a handful's enough for me, coach. I don't want to drown in those things. You, I won't get suffocated. You throw them big titties in the garbage pile. What? You said a handful. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, so we got I got big ass. I got all asses and big titties in the garbage pile right now. Narrowing it down. We're narrowing Man, it down. that is a biohazard. Now, are you racist? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> then you choose every color and culture you don't want in the trash pile. Sometimes it's hard to tell, Coach. How do I tell? If you have to second guess yourself, you don't want them. Just trash pile. Yeah. All right. You want to disappoint your father? You don't want them. All right. I got a lot of medium boob-sized albinos left. Now what? <laughs> Perfect. You like blonde hair? You like dark hair? I mean, at this point, I don't think they could have anything other than blonde hair. Perfect. I like I like cold, dead, white eyes and blonde hair. Apparently. Now, have you got any matches? Uh, not uh, one right here. Yeah, one. Send her a message. What should it be, Coach? How do I how and do I, I open quote, that door? And I quote. Okay. Hey. Hey. I want to get my dick wet. <laughs> Are you sure, Coach? I mean, that seems a little forward. You're right. What should I temper it a little bit? Send me a pic of your vagina. All right, Type perfect. That. Hey, send me a pic of your vagina. Ellipses. <laughs> send. All right, coach. I'm gonna be waiting. Let me know how that goes. I will. Oh man, Todd. Yeah, I just out of the. I haven't talked Whoa. to you in like three weeks. You're or welcome. So. No, not you're welcome. And Todd just sends me random pornography in text. <laughs> At least it wasn't not. his genitalia. I, I, do not, I think that's how you know you're Todd's real friend when you get his random pornography. It is the weirdest thing. I almost sent you one uh, to, earlier today, but then I remembered you were going to be here, so I was going to just show a it picture to you of in a person. vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. What you what you send him? <laughs> you didn't send me any random vaginas. Well. I think when Rick gets these, he's either at work or with people, and it may I mean, sometimes both. Picture. You send them to be shocking, yes, and you know that I will never, I, know, I could never I be can't shocked. Shock you exactly, yeah. but it's a picture of. Oh god! Oh, I can't wait to find out what it's a picture <laughs> of. Oh, Bush. Yeah, not the president. Right. <laughs> that not took the band. me. That took me a second not to to kind of comprehend I'm what saying, what I was seeing. I'm that saying. kind of looked like a picture of like. Just like a wooded area from above for a second to me. You know, like the aerial shots of uh, the ground cover. Like a Google map. Google yeah, Earth. that looked like a Google map. I was like, oh my God. What national park is that's that? Like, man, that, that's a nice, that's a wooded ravine for so sure. I just sent it to him and the, the, the text said, <laughs> what did it say? Bush. Bush. Something like that. Oh, right. man. Well, I've also learned like if he sends a group text, that has a link, and it'll put some like, "Hey, we're thinking about buying this house." Oh, that never. Was great. Oh yeah, I what is it? Big dick, big dick, big Big dick, big I watched that one. I never, I never watched it. I saw you guys commenting on it, and I'm like, nope. Well, Lindsay, see, those what? Are, all these are things I received from my grocer friends. 
Oh, oh your gross. grocer friends? My gross. Wait, the people who work at Kroger and Marsh are pervert. What? He's <laughs> talking. You shouldn't have that on. Your oh phone. god, wait, Lindsay wait, wait, just wait, sent a. What is that? Lindsay what? sent a far more shocking I porno. I got it from somebody you know too, or did know. Uh, I know. Okay, it yeah. sounds like you're talking about a venereal disease because you're on the radio. <laughs> I got it from one of your friends. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see what we got. There's sound too. What Describe is what this? it is. Hold Lindsay. on. Hold on. Lindsay, it's right. You have to describe it. Okay, now you've got to describe for everybody who is listening to this what you're watching. Lindsay, go ahead. Lindsay, tell them what it is. I can't. Yeah, you, yes, you can. It. Please, go. Uh, <laughs> all right. It, <laughs> all right. It is a woman uh, on her knees. Uh, we're looking at her from behind. And uh, someone has added cartoon googly eyes to either side of her very uh, loose... She looks like Labia. One of those, that, that, those Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Muppets. There, because it's like a little gif or whatever. What, what are they called? Beef curtains? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a beef curtain gif with googly eyes, and it sounds like this. The individual <laughs> who sent me that said that it needed to be a PSA for uh, people against fisting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gross. Okay. So that. Well, uh, you let's. You can edit uh, that out, right? No, no. This is all going to stay right in there. <laughs> is this live? Uh, when we come back on the Will Show, we're going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl a little bit. It's Super Bowl week. We got some. Uh, we got some commercial talk to, to cover, and then also uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus uh, <gasps> wants to uh, be a mentor and give advice to uh, someone who's very famous and uh, and we think that he might be the right man for it. We've got Billy Ray in studio and also uh, a couple guys who handle Super Bowl commercials coming up here on the Will Show. Yeah, you failed. Yeah. I got a foul. Hello, welcome to the Will Show episode 37 working title, Postcoital Anus. Or wait, was that right? <laughs> Actually, that works better. Our post-coital butthole. butthole. But, but I think anus really classes it up. No, <laughs> yeah, it makes it medical. Just sounds, it's just, it's just neat. Man, it I like it. medicinal if it's post-coital anus. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. I don't I know like how it. to tell you this. I've been examining your chart. Oh no, doctor. You have six months to live. What? Yeah, what? I, I just came in here for a regular examin examination. I didn't. Uh, I, di I didn't realize. Remember when I stuck my finger up your butt? Uh, I, I, I couldn't forget that. I, <laughs> I, I was just coming in here to get a physical, and I had no idea that was part, of, part of it. It's part of Obamacare. The point is. Well, I can't help but that I don't have any insurance. <laughs> well, the good news is you won't need it six months and one day <laughs> from now because you have postcoital anus. Post oh my God! Yeah. What? What does it mean? It means. You have six months to live. It's <laughs> How am I going to die, doctor? Well, Is it going to be nasty? It's, Is it going to hurt? It's going to be like turning a sock inside out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that went as well as it possibly could have. I'm going <laughs> to... Everything I will pictured, prolapse. I picture uh, like one of those like little rumor round wall poppers. You, <laughs> you turn inside out and sit on the table. <laughs> And that's when you die. Yeah, that's the moment. throws you like into a bus or something. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah, not from that. You're just going to launch into something. and Maybe it's a bus. Maybe it's a wood chipper. 
Oh man, and you can feel it coming. Like, have you ever put a rubber band on your head and let it like slowly snap off? So that's how it feels. It's like you can, you know it. You know it's gonna happen. You so can't you might stop as well it. enjoy the ride. Yeah, it starts pulling hairs out. Yep. At least you won't poop when you do. If you have a prolapse, no, it's probably just gonna fall right out oh, of you. Oh man, it would just yeah. Oh yeah, I like guess when so. you dump a. Like, like when you had your old Lincoln logs and that little tube when you're little and you turn it over and dump it. And all the fall out. That's what happened. <laughs> Ended up opening up your cell phone immediately. Yeah. Uh, so it's Super Bowl week, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Denver Broncos. Broncos. Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Peyton Manning. Dick Chumnow. Wait, wait. Uh, now. Uh, no, Dick uh, Sherman. Uh, Richard Sherman. Eric Richard Sherman. Decker. Yeah, yeah. Both states, mm. yes. Legalized marijuana. Marijuana. Both. It's the pot bowl. Everything's going well now. Uh, I guess there's still eighteen thousand tickets left for the Super Bowl, which is rare. Wow. Usually, it sells out. Well, the forecast isn't looking too uh, yeah, it's, favorable. It's a cold weather Super Bowl, and it's going to be awful. It's going to be but, terrible. You know, a yeah. friend of mine brought up the other day. Imagine that being in Indianapolis this year, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We well, yeah, as cold as it was, but it's, yeah, it would still be fine because like, we're in Lucas much- Oil. Yeah, and then so one of the big things they talk about. Well, that's about, true, but I'm thinking about all like all the, the this out. build up. Yeah. But the, the people, festivities. the people that go to go to parties, and so they just don't go hang out on the street like all of us did in Indianapolis. So the actual revelers of the Super Bowl, the people like the celebrities, they go to parties, and they talk about in Dallas and in New Orleans where everything's so spread out, you can pick like one thing to do that night. But Indy is so compact downtown you can do like two or three things every night and 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 they and they poured a bunch of money into making indianapolis really comfortable even if it was cold outside you 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 go into the (laughs) yeah and they're they're shooting to get the the 2018 yeah they are and uh it's it's on a roll so uh this super bowl this year is in uh new jersey metlife uh is it's a soft j new jersey uh new jersey (laughs) new jersey (laughs) is it new jersey and uh, it's going to be cold and terrible, and there's there's a lot of tickets left. Uh, but of course, the, uh, the going price form. Uh, Do we know what the average price is now? You get on StubHub for like fifteen bucks <laughs> for the slash tickets. Uh, and then they don't it's work just because that they are counterfeit tickets. Nobody wants to go to Jersey. Tickets. The price isn't the the problem. Uh, but for the rest of us, we'll be watching the Super Bowl from home. Thank God. And, and so many snacks. Snacks. Do you guys all have parties that you're going to go to? So much guacamole. No, no got- parties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a it's a makeshift party. It's at yeah. my house all of a sudden. Okay, that's good. Did you look at him as if to say yeah, there was? Yeah, because if I was doing anything, I was going because, yeah, I'm going to Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have any plans. It, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you said so many snacks. Would you, if you didn't no, have I a just, party to go to, would you make your I own make snacks? Own snacks. Party like I picture little, like little sandwiches, snack. little burgers, little meatballs. Oh man! It's Are you exciting. having a solo fantasy, a solo Super Bowl fantasy with food, your own buffet? Food fantasy. Was, Nothing this better is, than eating by yourself while watching. I love it. You know, even on a random Sunday when I don't want to do anything to to watch the Colts, I just like making like a barrel of pizza rolls and just sitting down in front of the TV. Like that's there's something yeah. nice. Are you about... no longer eating the fifteen hundred calories? No, I am. Oh, so you by you make a barrel of pizza rolls, that's, eat that's two of them, all... and then throw the rest of them away? Yeah, I asked Adrian if she wants them. She says no, and then my dogs are just really fat now. <laughs> <laughs> my dogs are obese. They can't get off off their beds. 
But I actually kind of like that because then they don't go to my house and tear it up and poop everywhere. Uh, but I, I do, I do still. I over the over the Christmas break, I did cheat a little bit, but I'm back on it. Yeah. So uh, still trying to reach my goals. But uh, anyway, on the uh, on the Super Bowl front, I just I just thought you guys looked at each other like, holy shit, we do have a party. No, but no, no, uh, we didn't invite him, no. so we're going to make up a lie. Really quick on the spot, which no, is great. I mean, you well, covered it really we, well. I mean, we still could really be doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is that, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's actually what happened, and you guys thought it would be weird. It would have been fine if you guys had your own little party. No, we're, doing, we're staying at each other's house as well. Yep. Okay. No one's going anywhere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys. I hate you guys. I don't even know why you guys are my friends. I don't even know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I can't believe that we're acquaintances. Exactly. I can't believe that we're associated in any way. But uh, I, I I might be going to a Super Bowl party. I don't know. But then. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, I've got plans. Okay, uh-huh. well. Okay. I yeah. might be coming to the one you didn't invite me to, and then just felt obligated to invite me to just now. Well, there's a bunch of cars out front, but all the lights are off. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, he's here. He's here. Get down. Get down. Hide to put a put a tarp over the snacks, <laughs> so he doesn't see snack tarp. <laughs> snack tarp. Just throw the tarp over Todd and the snacks. <laughs> if he doesn't see the snacks, he won't want to come. Oh, oh, Christ. <laughs> Todd, no! I, I hear you! you! I hear you! No. You're oh, so man. close. I hear Todd and they're snacking. <laughs> uh, but one of the big things about the Super Bowl, of course, are the commercials. Uh, they're already... Th- this is something new, a new phenomenon uh, since the, the digital distribution is that they release the ads early now. So all these companies... Like the too- Oikos one. I haven't watched any of them because I'm, I'm rebelling yep. against it. Because it, you want, you want a fresh... Point is to, yeah. Just mm. like... We vote. Just like finding out the sex of your child or what else? What else is like that where you don't want to ruin the Christmas experience? presents. Christmas presents. Finding there you Christmas go. Like, I don't like to open one like on Christmas Eve or a day early. I want to wait and get it all then so it's all baboosh. Baboosh. It's, the, it's just uh, like overstimulating yeah. and awesome. I've watched all of the uh, the Oikos ones with John Stamos and Bob Saget and Dave Coulier. Oh, uh, this, that, was the whole, that one was a tough one to turn down. Oh, I couldn't. I can't get enough Stamos. I watched the Jimmy Fallon thing. I couldn't uh, resist watching yeah. that. I but did watch that, yeah. It was kind of like so-so, the whole uh, you know, full house reunion to comfort him about moving to The Tonight Show. I thought it could have been a lot funnier. But all they did was no, kind of pander. Coulier was in it. Yeah, well, oh. but he did all of his classes. Man. Uh, he, whatever. Why didn't he go on to something bigger and better? Why isn't he endorsing he yogurt now? He got he got uh, blacklisted by Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine having sex with? I don't want to get on that tangent. Wait, which way were you going to go, Alanis Morissette or Dave Coulier? Both, but I mean Dave Coulier. I mean just the vo- the amount of voices. It'd be like with the guy from Police Academy, Michael Winslow. <laughs> yeah, it would have to get old. It would have to get old, but you know that like he would probably be having sex and trying to do it legitimately and like doing his normal noises, but you couldn't help but occasionally hear <laughs> you could occasionally hear the woodchuck come out in like a moan or something. You'd be like, oh, 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 oh boy. Anyway. Anyway, I want to get back to this. So there's the ads, there's the Anna Kendrick one, uh, that uh, the Newcastle Ale beer that she's Didn't watch it. Uh, I watched that, and well, I won't spoil it for you. I'm so I don't want to talk about it hey, now you can because talk about him. That's fine. Don't spoil it for me. How come it's always just don't spoil it for Todd? Well, he specifically expressed he a concern about wanting to see it, him. about not wanting to see it. But uh, luckily, uh, well, if you want a Super Bowl ad, how much do you think they cost? Two million dollars. 
Two more. point four. More. Eight million. Oh, less. <laughs> Half of that. Five. Uh, four million. <laughs> I just want to see how long we go. Four million dollars for an ad. So uh, that that is cost prohibitive for a lot of a lot of companies, well, a lot of products. One company, like who is it? Bud Light bought a ton of them this year. Mm-hmm. But there's usually one company that you, oh, that saves up their budget for that, like GoDaddy. Uh, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. That but mean, you see their commercials ones, air throughout the rest of the but year. But they'll, they'll shoot their wad on that one and just let them play. And let it roll. Yeah. It's just like that guy who local in town who shot that New Year's, that car dealer who shot that New Year's commercial in 1987. And uh, he's like, come on down to Fred Johnson's. It's going to be a brand new year. And it's just, just this cassette deck tape audio quality. And a, like like <laughs> video. Swipe. Yeah, exactly. And he's got like fake confetti floating in the background. But you know that, that guy thing. might not even be alive anymore, but his car company just keeps re-airing that, that commercial <laughs> he shot. He's like, we got crazy deals for the brand new year. It's just totally generic. It's probably his plan the whole time, not realizing that technology and styles and things would change. But um, uh, anyway, we're back to this ad stuff. The $4 million per ad, cost prohibitive for a lot of companies. There's there's companies that are already releasing their ads. But uh, we have some of the geniuses behind some of the most popular ads in studio, uh, Lindsay. Uh, this is uh, Guy and Lester Saperstein. And uh, and they've uh, they've done a lot of commercials for some of the big companies. They've uh, been the creative geniuses behind, like, the. did you see that commercial last year where the Darth Vader, uh, the kid in the Darth Vader helmet used the Force mm. to oh, yeah, uh, yeah. turn on the car and that sort of thing. Like, they, they come up with these cute ideas, but now they're, they're free, feeling charitable, and uh, there are a lot of things that they're working on to help companies of lesser products uh, potentially get some ad time uh, in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl commercial time, whatever. Uh, thanks for being here. We have Guy... Uh, Guy Saperstein. Yeah, great to be here. And yeah. uh, Lester Saperstein. Yeah, yeah doing okay. Uh, <laughs> brothers in commercials. Uh, creative brothers genius. in real life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just on the TV. Not just no. We're in the real, real life. This is this is our family. You should you should be with us around the dinner time. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you guys, I bet it's a bet. It's a lot of fun to hang out with you guys. You're, you're so creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, you know. The reason why we got into what we're doing is because we just took everyday life, everyday things that we use, and we said, we should tell people to use these things. So now it's kind of like a Saperstein endorsement, where before you were hired to come in and be the creative engine and geniuses behind big companies like Doritos and Budweiser. and I mean, weren't you the guys who came up with the WhatsApp commercial way yeah. back? Yes, that yes, was us. That was us. Was that your first big hit? That was our first big hit. Well, um, Spuds McKenzie was our actual dog. <laughs> was he really? And that's how we got into this, is we took him to an audition. <laughs> and they said, what are you guys doing? And we came up. We said, Bud Light, tastes great. Less filling. And, well, I said, tastes great. And you said, Miller Light. <laughs> well, so then we went to the Miller people, and we sold them the slogan. Because the Bud Light people would have right. anything, but we gave the dog... To the Bud Light people. To the Bud, and then Spuds McKenzie. And I I was the one that suggested, <laughs> hey, you should put in some bikini-clad girls that really want to have sex with this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have Spuds Guy, McKenzie. Are you sure the are you sure that's the message you wanted to send? You wanted some kind of beast human relations? Hey, you don't wear Imply. <laughs> look at our look at how nice our watches are. 
Yeah, those you don't are great. get these nice watches by not taking risks and advertising. Those are yeah. tag hoyers, man. That's a that's an expensive watch. I got one on both wrists. I <laughs> never even have to move my neck if I want to see what time it is. Are they set to the same time zone or two different ones? Well, one's slightly faster. The one to the east <laughs> is a little is two seconds faster than the one to the west. <laughs> Because you you never know which one you'll look at. Do you always look at one first? I want to know instantly what time it is. <laughs> Whatever I'm standing or facing. <laughs> that's so He's not lying. Awesome. He's not lying. Man, uh, Lester, that's uh, that's great. So uh, just can I go back and ask you a question? Now, you said Spuds McKenzie was your dog, as if yeah. you guys shared a dog. It's a family You're dog. You're full-growing yeah. brothers. We still live together. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted to get at you. So you guys don't, you guys are just with well, each I other. Well, I mean, since the divorce, maybe about 13 years ago, maybe give or take a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, well, so you guys live together. Yeah. And yeah. you work together. Yeah. You work hard and you play hard. You have no idea. <laughs> have you guys gotten any... Do uh, you guys have a dog now that you share? Is Spud, Spuds McKenzie still alive? No, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what did he die of? Cirrhosis. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. He got too big. He partied too hard. Party? He went out on top. <laughs> doing what he loved. Uh-huh. Well, Drinking beers. Humping a lady's leg. He's right. Those ladies, he never got actual relations from a lady. It's a dog, sicko. <laughs> You're the one who was encouraging it. Well, I meant, like, metaphorically. Okay. <laughs> What's the metaphor? <laughs> metaphorically up a dog? What's it supposed to represent? <laughs> Sunshine falling down on a new flower. I don't know. Okay, got it. Like, I don't know, New Will. beginnings or something? That's or like... a douche product that we're that's working right. on. Yep, new beginnings. <laughs> oh, well, that's a great transition. The smell of a new morning. New beginnings. Uh, let's get into some of the stuff. So now you, you've stopped working for the big companies. You want to help the smaller, the little guy get ahead uh, and and uh, try to get some of these ad ad slots in the Super Bowl. And you're just the guys to do it. You have the influence. And so one of them is a feminine hygiene product called New Beginnings. New Beginnings. Yeah. It's like drop a little sunshine on a rose. <laughs> you okay, Lester? But that's the thing. I <laughs> if the rose was a panty <laughs> and the sunshine was a vinegar-type douche, then yeah, you want new beginnings. Man, I, I love it. I, I mean... Guy's always been the wordsmith of us. <laughs> Now that's a metaphor right there. I just yeah, you are the genius. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't think you really know what a metaphor yeah. is. I don't know that any of us do. To be with, silly. Oh, okay. You guys are the dumbest. But that's why we the love dumbest. you. The dumbest. We may be dumb, but we're filthy rich. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have watches on both arms. I, uh, I respect that. I, now I wish I had the success that you got, half the success you guys had. So tell me about some of the the lesser, you know, lesser products that are you are going to help uh, create a creative commercial on and get on the Super Bowl. That's a good question. You know, they always say to write what you know, do what you love, type of thing. Now I'm not saying. I like the new beginnings, dooch. Okay? <laughs> well, I've known some females that needed that stuff. Sure you did. Right? Well, I'm so, sure I you've mean, been you with a lot of... I use a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I use um, lip balm. Oh, do you? Any yeah. specific brand? Yeah, I prefer um, chapstick. Okay, yeah. All right. 
And uh, you... <laughs> I do. It's the chapstick. It's it's my favorite. So I reached out to them and I said, "Listen, hey, it's Guy Sepastine." And they immediately answered they knew, the phone. They knew who Snap I was. to attention. You hear Sepastine on the phone. You you your ears just perk up. I said, "You got four million dollars, right?" Right. They said, "Kinda." <laughs> they needed to raise the money. Well, they just they just didn't have that budgeted. But when you get a phone call from either Guy or Lester, you mm -hmm. make that money happen. Mm -hmm. Like that. Wow. Great. So they, they raised the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they came together, and, and you're going to be seeing a Super Bowl there this year for Chapstick. You, which you, I've never seen a Chapstick commercial before. It's not one of those things that it's not a sexy big product. So uh, is it funny? Is it creative? Is it clever? It's, it's all, all of those. It's all the above. All of those wow. Things. Well, because I shoun't expect what anything. That's expected in a Super Bowl commercial. So Super can we get funny. a little? Can we get a little sneak preve? A sneak preve of the chapstick. I'm commercial? just trying to use the. Uh, yeah, yeah. The of industry. course you can. Of course you can. Um. So scene opens. <laughs> it's the old west, and there's a cowboy wearing chaps, and it kind of gets you thinking. What's this cowboy wearing chaps for? Right. But the shot comes up over the cowboy's shoulder, and you see him look up into a saloon, which is also a brothel. Oh, so there's ladies in there. Yes. Okay. So he looks up at the ladies, and he says, Hey, how much for your companies? Uh-huh. 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 So he's, he's soliciting a prostitute. That's edgy. That's like a GoDaddy commercial. It, it is. Yeah. By the way, I would never wonder why a cowboy was wearing chaps. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily get me thinking that... Uh, I well, would... you think about it afterwards. It's a metaphor. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so the, the cowboy wearing chaps shouts up to the brothel saloon and says, Hey, can I have your company? Can I have your company? And they say, Sure. And the cowboy says, Well, why is your lips all cracked and appealed alike? <laughs> Probably because and the girl, she's, a, she's an Old West prostitute. No, but that's the twist. She yells, it's a vitamin deficiency. <laughs> and then we, then we show chapstick now with vitamin D. And in the slow motion throws the chapstick on, and she twists the chapstick all the way up, and she starts sucking on it. And the cowboy says, no, you rub it on your lips. And she said, I will at the end. Blackout. <laughs> classic, classic Saperstein. Oh, it's all about the twist. That is suggestive. What do you mean? Suggesting you use chapstick? <laughs> yeah, I know. And avoid I, vitamin D. Now I know exactly what the vitamin D is. There's no question about See, that. See, that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's uh, sexual. <laughs> and it's is not. it not? No, it's about making sure you get your vitamins. <laughs> And especially in rough conditions, whether it be cold or desert-ish, right? You gotta <laughs> like use the old chapstick. Ones. Yes. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I mean, is, are there any other products you, you want to talk about? Well, or I get a I get a big one coming on for uh, club soda. <laughs> yeah, for cl club soda, you you know you normally see maybe a Coca-Cola commercial, a Pepsi commercial, but you hardly ever see something for a flavorless carbonated drink. Yeah, it's so mine for club soda. It just opened. It's real. It's a fancy party, and mm -hmm. then the, somebody you know they go up to the, the the bar that they got there and they say club soda, and the bartender gives them a real weird look, and he's like, "What do you need it for?" And he's like, you know, I just ordered a club. I want a club soda to drink. 
And they go, to drink? Maybe I'll have to try that. And then the tagline says, club soda, not just for getting blood out anymore. <laughs> wow. I mean, you guys have a lot, you guys are dealing in a lot of products that are either uh, uh, in uh, dealing with blood or, uh, or alcohol in bars. But well, I like it. We get, yeah. The other one that we, it's more of a slander campaign. The sweet potato people hired us. <laughs> yeah. You don't ever see, you, you might see like french fries in a commercial. Yeah. But you never see sweet potatoes. So what we're going to do, we're branding it. You got sweet potatoes, therefore you got what? You got sour potatoes. The other potatoes are sour <laughs> potatoes. Who's going to order sour french fries? And that's what they're made of. So we've got a whole is this, smear campaign. Is this like the California Raisins where you have a band called the Sour Potatoes? Yeah, and they suck. <laughs> They're just angry. They're angry that they suck. Well, yeah, but it's sour potatoes. Uh -huh. Who's going to eat french fries anymore? No no one. No one after this commercial, no. that's for sure. Well, that's well you guys are geniuses. I mean, just pure ad geniuses, that. and I've loved having you in. Maybe I can get you guys to do a commercial for my show. Uh, oh, yeah, who's your sponsor? Oh, there are no sponsors here. We slander everybody. It was right. going to... It was going to be the sour potato people, but now... You don't want them. <clears throat> They're so angry. You don't angry. want to mess with Sully over there at the Sour Potato Company. <laughs> Is he a real jerk? He doesn't have $4 million, I'll tell you that. Uh, well, because nobody wants his junk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a metaphor. <laughs> Guy, Lester, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, give it up for Guy and Lester Saperstein, the creative geniuses behind all or most successful Super Bowl commercials. Um, you know what? Uh, when we come back, let's, uh, let's take another break here. When we come back, we're going to talk to Billy Ray Cyrus. He has some advice for, uh, for Justin Bieber. Uh, he'd like to actually be a mentor for him. We have Billy Ray Cyrus here on the World Show. It's the World Show podcast episode number 37. Back from that break. Rick went to the bathroom here for the first time. Yeah, it was great. Was it enjoyable? The unisex bathroom? Yep. Man, I don't understand why people don't lock the door on that bathroom when they're doing stuff. I always lock the door when I'm in there, even though there's two clear stalls that two people could go to the bathroom in. I've walked into people and they're pooping, and then they they didn't lock the door, but they'll still say like something like, I'm in here, and I'm like, I can tell that you're in here. You know the weird, the other times. That was fun. The other opposite side of that is at work, I go to the the like the bathroom that's away from everything, and there are guys that will go in there and just like, sit in there in complete silence so you'll go in do your evil evil business wash your hands, and they don't move yeah and I'm, I'm in in so there must be half hour because i'll go and i sit down the hall from there and like nobody comes out of there <laughs> they're just in there i saw one <clears throat> one time this guy he was in the handicap and so i was walking in he had his work was on the floor like there were yeah. prints and files and everything else like that on the floor. He was in the handicap stall evidently because oh, we got the big desk today. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Man, I do some work on the toilet sometimes. I'll take the laptop in there if I know, you know, if I'm trying to finish something off or whatever. 
I mean, in a couple different ways, but uh, I, uh, if, if I'm wish, if I'm wishing you a happy birthday on Facebook, I'm doing it from the toilet, just so you know that. <laughs> yeah, you I gotta do something. Happy birthday! And I try to, I've, I've tried to stealthily uh, flush the toilet too. So I'll, I'll uh, be in the middle of a conversation and have them like ask them a question just so I can put it on mute and flush the toilet. Or if I have to pee, I'll try to pee to the sidewall. So uh, you can't hear the uh, splatter coming back because that's the that's the loudest part about going to the bathroom. You got to be careful about these things, Lindsay. You can't pee, you can't pee and poop loud if you're going to be on the phone. I know the mute button very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a, hey, Ron, you all right? <laughs> Are you a submarine surfacing? What? Is... I don't know. He said poop loud. I don't poop. My poops are very. Occasionally, I can. You may have to your fart, poops are like, so are are quiet and, and then she can hear it crackling out like <laughs> crackling. <laughs> that you means need you're to very drink more water. <laughs> hey, it's hey man, like you sit down in a, an old rocking chair. Hey man, are you making taffy? Or are you pooping? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear some. I can hear the distinct <laughs> crackling. <laughs> It's like it's like when the springtime sun hits the sheet of ice. <laughs> That's right. It just slowly starts to break apart. We're not here to talk about this. We're here to talk about. We always do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're here, I mean, you should have heard the stuff that we talked. We were Lindsay and I were talking about yeah, how this podcast changes from guest to guest, and uh, like what what the kind of the the root uh, conversation is kind of based in. And when Jeff was here, it's all very like, let's deconstruct some uh, social existence. And it gets very serious and uh, like heady and cerebral. And I'm like, I can't wait for next week when Todd's here. So we just talk about dicks and poop again. <laughs> Something that I'm very well I versed. Can, I can change. No, I don't want don't you to do not change. Don't go. Don't changing. do anything. And Jeff thought when we were saying that, Jeff thought that we were saying that we didn't like that. I like it when it changes up. I like that the tone of this show changes yeah, from time to time. That's exactly. What that's what I want. And now let's change the topic of this show altogether. Uh, so last week we talked about... Uh, Box. Actually, we talked to Justin Bieber's dad, uh, Jeremy Bieber, last week. He was in studio with us, and he was talking about how he he's tried a lot of dad things to reel Justin in. And he said he was going to you know, bring the hammer down and you know, ground him for two weeks from his friends and try to uh, have a man-to-man conversation and intervention with him. And he's just doing his hardest as the dad. But Billy Ray Cyrus, of course, we know him as the uh, the hit country star from Boot Scoot and Boogie and other Achy, hits such as heart. Nothing Else. Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, yeah. yeah it wasn't Boot Scoot and, and Boogie. And the friggin' yeah, mullet. Was he not Boot Scoot and Boogie? I don't no. think so. I think it was no, that was, uh, no, was he Boot Scoot and Boogie? No, no, that was Brooks was, and Dunn. Oh my God, I totally, I don't know heart. Billy Ray Cyrus enough to even honor him with his one hit, which was Achy Breaky yeah. Heart. You're absolutely right. Uh, and then he's also the father of... Chris Gaines? Hannah Montana. <laughs> Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, James. who we all know is doing phenomenally Amazing. well. So if there's Amazing. anybody who needs to step into this parenting role, it is the dad of Miley Cyrus to take over for another completely said, dysfunctional. Cyrus, she knows what she's doing. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. It's all a front. Oh yeah, well, she she has made some specific choices in order to kind of ride yeah, a, uh, a ride a phenomenon. But still, you wouldn't you wouldn't choose Billy Ray Cyrus as the man to step into the fatherly role, would no. you? No, 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 no. You no. If you're gonna buy a book on parenting, and your choices were Billy Ray Cyrus's book or Bill Cosby's, what is his book? Fatherhood. 
I'd probably go with Bill Cosby's book. Yeah, that's right. Bill Cosby. He knows so much. Didn't he write a book on parenting? That's right. And he can do so many voices. I think you've got to be able to do voices if you're going to be a proper dad. <laughs> like Michael Winslow. That's right. <laughs> or what? Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. I bet Dave Coulier is a great dad. Dana Carvey, maybe? Yes. Exactly. I think we're I think we're stretching a Dana Carvey. I think there's I think Michael Winslow is the pillar of voices and sounds. And then and then Dave Coulier. And then it's a far third. Then for... and only then. Yes. So uh Billy Ray Cyrus uh wants to uh be a fatherly figure, a mentor for Justin Bieber. And I don't know why I'm slandering him, Lindsay. Uh because he's actually uh, joining us in the studio now. Uh thanks for being here. Uh, Billy Ray. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Man, uh, so you're the father of Miley Cyrus. I guess that's probably a good way to uh, orient you in this in this current culture. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, outside the '90s. That's how most people are going to know me now. Is that I'm my Miley's uh, Miley's daddy. But you you've had you know you had your own stardom. Yeah, with the star with the achy breaky heart. Yep, that's right. And, and other hits. You know, yeah, all my other hits. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, Mr. Cyrus. Hannah, Mon- Hannah Montana. I brought joy to a lot of people, young man. You did. You were on Hannah Montana. You you actually played H- Hannah Montana's father. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, which is easy for you, seeing as how you were actually Miley Cyrus's dad. Well, I mean, there was still a lot of acting involved because mm-hmm. I couldn't call her Miley. I can't <laughs> tell you how many takes I screwed up by yeah, calling you... her Miley instead of Hannah. Now she now she's kind of like uh, I don't know how people feel about your daughter. Great. You you feel great about I your see, daughter? Yeah. Are you proud of her? Oh, yeah. Every time I go to the supermarket, I see pictures of her on all the tabloids and stuff. She must be doing good. Yes. Yeah, I think she's I think she's very popular. I yeah. think that she's probably doing okay. Huh? But do you like the things she's doing to be, oh, to I be never, famous? I never buy the magazines. I just, Miley tells me she's doing fine. That's about the extent of it. We talk about other father-daughter stuff. and So it's good. I've got a great little girl. She's on the television a lot. Uh, she's she's there. I just I I don't have much time to you know watch watch those things or, or do that. So she just we're doing great. So in your mind, Miley's fine, but Justin Bieber isn't fine. Oh no, no. What's wrong? What, what do you see wrong with Justin Bieber? Well, he's just got he's just got an attitude problem. Uh huh. Yep. Well, that's that's it. That's, that's what, it. Just an attitude problem. Not like, what about drugs and uh, all, behavior control? It all starts with attitude. You gotta have a proper attitude, and you don't do drugs. Okay, so you you are volunteering to step in and help and help become kind of a a fatherly figure, a fatherly mentor for Justin Bieber. Yeah, Attit- so attitude coach. You're going to be an attitude coach mm-hmm. for him, and you said that you would like to take him into the woods in Tennessee and just spend some time with him. Yep, is that right? Yep, I got a, a little camp there that I made. Why why Justin Bieber and not maybe you start a charity for for less fortunate boys? Why specifically Justin? Well, I think he needs the most help and if when, not if, but when I get through with him, uh-huh. they'll say the uh the 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 system that I use works. <laughs> so, if you can it's kind of like if you can if you can climb Mount Everest, you can climb any mountain. Right. It just it just proving the point that if you get through if you can get through to a little crap like Justin Bieber and and put him on the right path then you could get through yeah, to anybody. They will say the BRC method is the method for attitude correction. <laughs> this is the new direction you're going in. Yeah. So this is that what you're calling it? It's the BRC attitude correction yep. system. Yep. The BRC attitude correction system. Billy Ray Cyrus will step in. Have you seen those commercials on TV about uh, behavior correction? Oh, it, does, it stands mm-hmm. for 
for being real. Yeah. 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 Be, be, it being doesn't stand for Billy Ray Cyrus? No. What's it stand it for? It says, be real, children. Be real, children. Yeah. You got to be true to yourself. That's that Bieber kid's problem. He's trying to be something that he is not. Man, I think that is a very insightful and accurate uh, diagnosis for Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to be too cool for school, trying to be too cool yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So tell me, th- th- what happens when you take a boy into the woods? Well, the first thing, you know, you blindfold him. <laughs> okay. that, and that starts at the Nashville airport. And... <laughs> so you are blindfolding mm-hmm. a boy, yep. Justin Bieber in this yep. case. Well, he's of age. This is the... you, keep, you keep saying a uh, boy. He's... 22, he's, right? Yeah, he's close. 19. He's 19. Okay, well. So legal still. All right. Well, so this is all good? Does that change the approach? Well, <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> well, but we it, can still go across state lines now, right? Yeah, you can. Okay. It's fine. So, yeah, you take, you blindfold them. You drive around Nashville for a while. You so get, they get disoriented? Yeah, you disorient them. Okay. And you end up in the, the woods outside Knoxville. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, you you uh, you take all their worldly possessions from them. But this it, is like going to prison. It's very much like going to prison. Okay, so you strip them of all identity and you've disoriented them. Uh-huh. Now it's a blindfolded nineteen-year-old boy in the woods yep. with BRC. Yep. Okay, so what happens next? I with, can't wait to well, hear how we correct their behavior, their attitude, a permanent correction. Well, I'm I'm a little bit old school, you know. Yeah, you seem like it. So I find a big stick. Uh huh. And if they give if they give you any guff, you hit them with the stick. It's just stick hitting. So like, what kind of guff? Well, might, they might give you some guff. Hey Todd, will you give will you give him some guff so I can understand kind of the uh, the I stick size well, correction? You know, I don't know if we'll do BRC. You're you're a pretty big kid. Hey, hey, I think he's insulting you. He is insulting me. Who who uh, invited uh, uh, you uh, here? I'm an elder. Your... You will address me as sir. <laughs> sure, sure thing. Pee drinking crap face. Wow, that's a, that's those are strong words. And here comes the stick. Oh no! Hey! Oh! Come out! No, cut it out. What? Come out! Cut it out. Who? Yeah! Cut it. No, Billy. I, I have a name. Billy Ray. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. That is act. Todd. No, that is correct. It's sir. You will say stop, sir. It's sir. I don't want to see this happen to you. God, he's bloodying you. You know, do you? How far do you go? I mean, if they don't ever change their attitude, do you just keep beating them with a stick? Essentially, yes. <laughs> are there are there any subtleties or? Oh, well, yeah, you got to vary the stick hitting up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You can't just hit them in the same place every time. Okay. It's, you know, I I went to I went to an eight week course on how to beat children with sticks. <laughs> Taught by who? Huh? Re- <laughs> Regis. <laughs> Regis. Yeah. Regis Philbin. Yeah. He does a course on beating children with sticks. Well, yeah. That guy has gone nuts after his retirement. He retired. I know. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, what I've loved to do, is teach people how to abuse children with sticks. For a productive reason, or does he not need one? That's the result of having to work next to Kelly Ropa for years. Man! Okay, so you learned how to beat children with sticks, and uh, you... Now, right now, this is a hypothesis, a theoretical that this will work? No. It does work. No, it worked on my daughter. No, it did Look didn't. at how good she is. She's not good. What do you mean? She's excellent. She won a She's Grammy. She's naked, riding wrecking balls. I know. Does a weird butt dance on people. Hmm. Unfamiliar with all those things. 
But it's, you got to read the tabloid. She's not on there for good things. She's on there for butt dancing on people. Butt she, dancing. She's on there. Yes, you wouldn't understand because you're still living old school stick world. Well, we don't have a television out in the woods near Knoxville. You got to stop beating children with sticks in the middle of the woods and get with the 21st century, man. What, what do I tase them? I do not trust BRC. I'm going to say right now, I know Justin Bieber's a real jerk, but I don't trust this methodology. That's it. I do not endorse it, Lindsay. It's the best we've got. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about what you just got beat with a stick by Billy Ray Cyrus. No, it worked. It did? Yes. What do you mean it worked, Todd? Hello, sir. Mm-hmm. Damn you, Billy Ray. See? I have total respect for this man. See? There's a lot of power that comes. He's kicking it old school like they did in the old schools where they were allowed to beat the children. It's like a nun. It's like yes. nun's policy. Now, did the stick get pre progressively sh smaller or something as they, as you see improvement? Yeah. And we'll use different kinds of trees, like an elm has a nice crack to it. Uh, birch is uh -huh. just a real birch. Birch, honestly, birch just feels good on my hands. Uh -huh. uh, so that, <laughs> that's a little more for for BRC. That's BRC for BRC. Uh, willow. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we'll get we'll get uh, if they're real bad, we get petrified wood. Throw it at them. Oh wow, mm -hmm. that's like fossilized. It's extra hard. Now, uh, how do you know when someone's reformed? Is there a test you can do on Todd to know for sure that he has successfully graduated from BR Billy Ray Cyrus's BRC? Well. It's a. Uh, I observe him in his natural habitat. So there's uh, about a six six month homestay that I'm gonna go ahead and have to complete. And uh, <laughs> wait, what? Is this yeah. just a way for you to get free like lodging for six months? You just float from home. Are you just some kind of creative hobo? You're not coming home with me. Well, though, you right? already said you have signed the Tell papers, me, sir. I know I signed. Are you, you disagreeing with your elders, no, sir? Don't do it, Todd. Don't do it. Don't press him. I, I will I go get a pine branch. No. And you, I don't want a pine branch. You don't know do the it, Todd. Sap that comes out of that. Do not disagree, Todd. You got to let him Every live with Thursday you. Every Thursday will be spaghetti night. I'm allergic to pasta. Well, it looks like correct it. Well, you could you could go without. <laughs> oh, why did he call? This is unbelievable. I, what am I gonna do? Challenge him? Yeah, you got to challenge him. See what no. happens. It, no, Billy Ray. All right, I'm gonna go get some pressure treated lumber. And I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you about the ears with it. Well, I hope you bring your A game because I'm gonna pummel your ass. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so it sounds like it, it may still be inconsistent. The results that if you have a thirty-something-year-old man, he might actually fight back in this method. But maybe uh, he's still malleable, shapeable, correctable when you're nineteen. Yeah. So, uh, Billy Ray, thank you for being My here pleasure. and explaining how you are going to correct boys in the woods by beating them with sticks. Watch your back, Billy. Shut up, Todd. <laughs> there you go. Hey, guys, Billy Ray Cyrus told me to shut up. <laughs> hey, Annie hit me with a stick. That's awesome. That, that's that's a celebrity experience you should actually, uh, you know, Facebook about or something. That's I'm surprised. Star you want to show off. I know that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. I one time at a state fair got Billy Ray Cyrus's autograph. It's one of two autographs I ever got as a kid growing up because I didn't really care. What was the other one? Uh, I think it was Mario Andretti. I got two autographs growing up, and one of them was Billy Ray Cyrus. I remember my mom had no idea who it was, but people were rushing a fence. And so she put me, and I was a little boy, she put me on her shoulders at the state fair and came up to the fence, and he grabbed the fan like you had these cardboard fans. He grabbed my fan because I was a, a little boy on his mom. 
and uh, and he signed my fan, and and I think that was it. He just waved everybody you still else. Have that fan? I do. My mom framed it. I had no idea what this was. It was a cowboy hat shaped fan, and my mom bought got another one so she could do front and back. And I had a Billy Ray Cyrus autograph hanging on my wall as a kid. I met uh, Tommy Lasorda. Did you? He was one of my first ones that I got. Well, that's I cool. I remember to Todd, a future Dodger, Tommy Lasorda. How old were you when you got that? I was 11, 12. So when baseball, you know, I, I mean, I still love baseball, but I mean, when I was playing, it, probably it meant, was like, he probably meant a draft dodger because I was the first Desert Storm. How <laughs> 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 about, did you try oh, to, don't you move to Canada, commie? Did you try to use that shit later as, an, as, a, as a contract and be like, Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda, Lasorda endorsed me as a prodigy? No, I'm still, it's in my basement. Uh, and then I got Mario Andretti's autograph at like uh, Target or something. I don't remember. He when it, he was sitting there. He was in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah. I did his yeah. He was buying a toilet seat. And I peeked through the glory hole, and wouldn't you know, <laughs> it was the old old Mario himself drinking orange juice. <laughs> uh, did you get any autographs as a kid, Lindsay? Growing yeah, up? Yeah, actually, I think one of mine was uh, or one of my first ones. Uh, there was a, several of them all at once because it was at a, a celebrity hockey game, an all-star game that was here at the Pepsi Coliseum. And so it was like the old timers, like old NHL players versus celebrities. And uh, it was like Dave Coulier and... Um, Shut up. What? Yeah, I swear. I have pictures too. Uh, Jason Priestley. Um, Holy MacGyver. shit. What's his name? I don't um, know his actual name. Darius yeah. Rucker. Something like that. Darius. The the uh, brother from the Wonder Years, the blonde guy. Oh, uh, Paul Saviano. Yeah. God, the biggest dickhead yep. brother in television yep. history. Oh, but he was great. <laughs> he was such. Did a you know dick. he transitioned that character into a wrestling manager? That he was part. He he was a wrestling guy for a short period of time. I remember that. Who used to hype wrestlers? He was one of the promoters. Yes, yeah, yeah. he was a promoter in wrestling. He Jimmy turned that heart. dickhead character. I guess he, but I guess he's really kind of a nice guy and kind of brilliant. So uh, I forget his name, but Adrian and I just recently last year watched in the entire the Wonder Years. He was. Yeah, he plays. Um, he's the brother. When the he goes brother. back in time, he's the younger. Brother. He is. Yeah. He's the guy with the raccoon What's tail. What's a rerun? What's a rerun? Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, with the wooden skateboard. You have two TVs. <laughs> no, need, no, no. Must be three. We did that. So we. Uh, I was teaching workshops improv on uh monday or well sunday and monday i can't remember which day it was but we were talking about genres and like oh yeah give me uh give me some genres of oh so name some western type movies to go and they're like oh and the magnificent seven the good bad and the ugly and i was like uh back to the future <laughs> three <laughs> is not an example of western right well it, i mean pretty close yeah. i mean i, I love have, it i mean i me too it goes one three two for me one three two me too i think that no hold on I mean, that is the, not right and that's the same order for indiana jones is it really for me? Yeah. I loved when they went into the future. That was my. That was Ugh. my. I love. I love movies that take you that have an imagination for the future because the past is just recreating stuff that you already know, yeah. and uh, the present is the present. So that's boring. But the Been future, there. I like the creativity of, of going to the future. But I like that next year is 2015. Finally, finally, after. Ten years of people posting, mm -hmm. this is the year they went forward to. No, yep. it's not. It's not. No. 
Uh, my Adrian fooled me with that this week. She found she doesn't know. She's not as intimately acquainted with the movie as I am. And she posted on my wall. She's like, "Will you made it to the future?" And I just I just glanced at it. I'm like, divorce. I said something like, "Yeah, exactly." I said I filed papers immediately. <laughs> but uh, I said I wish this was real. I wish it, but it's next year, and we have no flying cars. We have no hologram billboards. Hoverboards. We have no hoverboards. Uh, we have no clothes but that we adjust. Have hologram Tupac. So that's kind of. What other movies came yeah. forward into like the early uh, V for Vendetta, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, but not too much further. They did a good job of just like you know what's going to Terminator. Change? Nothing. Terminator takes place twenty fifty. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's a little further down the road, but yeah. anyway, I'm going to start making those. Oh, this is the day that Terminator came from. <laughs> oh, we just we just have to live with that for thirty years, right? Uh, so let's get into this. You guys, uh, in high school, I was in a band in high school, uh, a rock band in I high school. I was in a, the band. I was also in the band. Were you in the band? Yeah. What'd you play? Trombone. I played French horn. Todd, were you in the band? No. <laughs> you nerds. <laughs> nerds. I was doing things, you know, like getting Chicks. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, maybe you haven't heard of something called the color guard. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I was uh, I played football? Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Then you certainly wouldn't have been. I but I was always I envious. Was a cheerleader. So Rick and Rick and Will are on this together. So so that's the thing because I was always I had a lot of friends that were in band, uh-huh. and they would always tell me stories of their trips that they would. Oh do yeah, yeah. Oh, God, of yes. the just like the complete debauchery. Yes. Uh-huh. that would happen. Oh on yeah, it's dark, it's dark in, in those hotels. buses. You get you get in a bus. There's I'm too young. many of you to keep track of. It's dark mm-hmm. in the back. Oh, you yep. you sometimes get to stay in hotel rooms if you're overnighting it. You never know what can yep. go down in a band trip. And that I mean I I had a lot of experiences in the band. So well, and that's the thing because they they made you know jokes about it in uh, American Pie movies and I. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's not. It, it, band camp is just is just a debaucherous po- I weekend. Got poison ivy at band camp. <laughs> yeah, at least that's what the that no, I no, thought it was. Yeah. It was it was <laughs> advanced stages. Yeah. I got advanced no, stages like of syphilis. Stage four syphilis. Rick, if you still have it, it wasn't poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. no, it still itches. <laughs> Were you you were a cheerleader? You weren't a yeah. band geek like. Rick and I. Well, I I love music. I was in an actual rock band, so some of us band geeks broke off and uh, created a band, and our band was called Rewind, and we named it because uh, we like to rent a lot of movies, and when we were signed up for a battle of the bands, and the day we had to go on, we had to have a name, so we just had a, we saw the Please Be Kind Rewind sticker on a VHS tape we had to return to the movies, and that's how we named our band, so... Uh, that's kind of the origin of our band That'd name. That'd be a cooler name if you did all covers of older songs. That's what everybody for the forever, even while we were playing, like people thought that that would have been a great name for your band had you played songs from the past. Why don't you do the Back to the Future 2 thing and you play songs from the future? <laughs> that's what we thought we were doing, but it was just songs from the toilet, really. It was terrible cover songs. Oh, not cover songs. We played original songs. Oh, and God, they were so we had we had two two full albums recorded. They still oh, exist to this day. If you ever wanted to hear them, I wouldn't suggest it. But uh we had a song called Ginger Snaps. Uh <laughs> 
we, we, uh, we had a song called All Alone that actually played on radio here in Indianapolis. Was Chris in this band? He yeah. was. Yeah, he was a lead guy and a lead guitar yeah. player in the band. Before you get so excited about it playing on air in Indianapolis, this is going to play on air in Indianapolis. <laughs> I know. Well, ain't, the, the step ain't that high. <laughs> I guess not. So uh, the the uh, the song play, I remember it playing for the first time on the this secondary alt rock station, which is now um, Mexican station, uh, <laughs> whatever it is, Latino radio, and uh, and we I got I was working at the Circle S Food Mart in high school, and it was going crazy like that scene in uh, uh, what is it with the wonders? What's it called? Uh, you, that thing you do. That thing you do. Uh, And we called each other and we were like, it's on the radio, it's on the radio. And had my current self been there next to me, I would have been like, yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, but that has to be amazing to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we worked so hard to get it to that point. And then it was just on this terrible frequency uh, (laughs) playing on the radio for a special segment about local. I think the the segment was literally called Local Bands That Suck. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out that's what it was. Yeah, it was like a, this was terrible, the, the worst of Indianapolis, and uh, and we had it played. But anyway, so that was the origin of our band name. Please be kind, rewind. We call ourselves Rewind, and uh, that was our thing. But I've got a whole list here of the origin of band names Ooh. of of uh, certain bands. So Leonard Skinnerd is. Can I guess them? Yeah, go ahead. That's their gym teacher. It was. Yes, you knew this. Already, yeah. apparently, because that's very specific. While you were in a rock band and when you were in real band, I was reading about bands <laughs> while I was in band. Coldplay. Uh, I don't know the British. They were originally called Starfish, and there was another band uh, oh, that I was called Coldplay, and when they decided to stop being Coldplay, they asked if they could be Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whenever you guys are done being the Beatles, <laughs> like can a, we be the Beatles? <laughs> at a restaurant waiting for a table. Yeah, <laughs> somebody. somebody... Hey, if you guys get up, flash us down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mumford & Sons. They all had the mumps. No, no. They just wanted to be, they wanted to sound like an antiquated family business name. So that's why they named themselves Florida Georgia Line. They're a combination of two bands. They're a combination of two states. Well, I mean, one from each state. They were banned from each state. They're just two guys from each state. So the Florida Florida Georgia Line. Uh, The Beatles. Here's an idea. If I take a guess, maybe not trip me like a complete fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) The Beatles, they wanted a name just like Buddy Holly and the Crickets, and so they became the Beatles, but it was the B-E-A-T-L-E-S. Man, you know, there is a cutoff. There is a distinct cutoff year when you know about bands or you don't know about bands. You know what it is? If the band had a jazz organ in it at any point, I know about that. (laughs) So anything after 1974, I'm like, oh. And in that same movie, That Thing You Do, there was a kind of a reference to that when they decided to call themselves the Wonders and they tried to spell it O-N-E-D. Everybody thought they were the O-Neaters. That's kind of what they were playing off. Pink Floyd. Oh, I can't. Named after two blues musicians, Pink Anderson, Floyd Council, Fall Out Boy. Simpsons reference. Oh, that's a current band, too. Fall Out Boy, yeah. If there's one thing I know more than band names, it's Simpsons references. Pearl Jam. Used to be called Mookie Blaylock was their original name, but then uh, they couldn't be called that anymore because Mookie Blaylock was playing for the Atlanta Hawks, and so they changed their name to Did you spend Pearl a lot of time to... watching Behind the Music on VH1? I have a lot of time no, on Rick, my hands. Rick really likes music. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, uh, that that's right, even though that's not what, what's written here. They said that their grandmother's name was Pearl, and he married a man who made preserves with spiked hallucinogens in them. 
Uh, but apparently that's not true. So maybe well, you're no, Mookie no, no. Bl- that that part that part. I can't no, remember he's that. Saying their part, their the, original the name before. was Mookie Blaylock. Oh, but they couldn't be that anymore. And yeah. then uh, three doors down, they just saw a sign that said "Doors Down" on a broken door, and then they just put three because there's three of them or something like that. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to. Uh, we have some. Uh, Histories, uh, some uh, experts of music history here. Excuse me. Obviously, who uh, have uh, who who have some uh, some bands that uh, have some bizarre names. They could tell you the origin. Some of them are pretty interesting, Lindsay. Uh, So we uh, we have uh, these guys here, uh, Gary and Chuck. Uh, They uh, they enjoy uh, the music history, like Rick was explaining. Uh, They uh, they know they know some of the stories that we may not necessarily know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Gary, yeah, uh, what what are what are some of the bands you'd like to talk about oh, today? I mean, I mean, I'm an expert. You bring them up. I'll tell sure, you. Sure, perfect. Got the name. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I this band is kind of uh, with uh, Tub Thumping. Mm. You know the band yeah. I'm talking about? Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. That's kind of a weird name. I've always wondered where they came up with that. It's actually the female name of a Wookiee from Star Wars. It's, uh, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's in the se- if you watch, it's in the 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 second prequel, mm-hmm. and uh, it, the the Wookiee noise is made, and that's when Han Solo goes. Or he just needs to get his chumba wumba. <laughs> I had they, no they idea. Took, yeah. So it's a Star Wars prequel joke. Wow, that that's incredible. That's I, I thought it was I thought it was something to do with dead fish or some chum. No, no. And uh, no. I, huh? nope, not at all. It was just uh, just a no, Wookiee. It's a Wookiee. It's a Wookiee. <laughs> all right, Chuck. Man, are there are there any bands that you, that you particularly like that you're, you just want me to throw them out there to you? No, I I think my uh, musical. Loves are they're eclectic, so you can just throw them out there, and we'll give them to you. All right, great. Uh, how about you can uh, go there, pull up your phone, look at some band names. I I, I, I got them. So uh, what about Goldfinger? Goldfinger. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's that's about um, and well, in fact, it's from the the Bond movie. Oh, is it? Is it literally? I didn't know if it was directly from the Bond movie or yeah, not. Yeah, the lead singer was a huge Bond fan, mm-hmm. and he said. I want to name my band Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. How about how about <laughs> yeah, how, right. yeah. how about uh, how about Afro Man? Afro Man? Yeah, is an acronym. Is it? Oh my! God. All of them? The all of those letters? It's an acronym? Maybe? Or just Afro? We're just gonna let's start with Afro and we'll see if we can get the man. Okay. Let's... What what is it an acronym for? Lay it on him, Gary. Oh, here it comes. That stands for. Anybody free? Rice over. Man. <laughs> man. Anybody free? Rice over, man. Wow. That's, I had no idea. Man. He had, uh, well, like... backstory. He, he grew up, uh, poor. Mm-hmm. And so he was raised on Uncle Ben's rice. Mm-hmm. Got it. And so, um, his thing was, you know, he, he never wanted to stop playing. And he, when loved... he went home, he was reminded of. He loved dinner parties. How poor he was. And he so loved dinner like, parties. Anybody Who free? Wants to come over for rice. rice. <laughs> wow! Anybody wow. free? Rice over, man. Got it. Wow, that's incredible. I had no idea about that. That uh, see, see, I like that the names are rooted in something. How about how about a current band now? One Direction. How they decided to name the, their name? Well, they were actually five members that met at a. What do they call those camps where they send kids who might be homosexual to try to get them straight? Oh God! <laughs> Prayer camp. Prayer camp. Prayer camp. Prayer well, they camp. sent them there, and they met them, and then they were singing songs by the campfire. Mm-hmm. And they said, listen, boys, <laughs> you've got good voices. We're going to put you somewhere as long as you go down the direction of being straight. 
So that's why they came. So up they with one weren't given any other option than other than one direction to go. Yeah, which so was they straight. always remind them when they're singing yep. and they have the urges yeah, to right. try to be inside each other that they know <laughs> that we sing and then we like girls. Oh my God! Wow, that's incredible. So, uh, Lindsay, you have any bands you, you just are, are itching to know where they came up Duff with the Leopard? Def Leppard, actually, because the lead singer, whose name escapes me right now, when he was young, his father took him to the zoo. And there was leopards in there. And he started yelling at him, saying, Hey! <laughs> hey, leopard! But the leopard wouldn't hmm. respond to him because he was talking in people talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not leopard talk. So the talk. lead singer just assumed that he was deaf. And then there you go, Def Leppard. I got it. So how about how about a Grammys artist now? There's a, there's a band called Daft Punk that uh, won a bunch of Grammys mm-hmm. this year. Named after a 1947 Disney Daffy Duck, his brother, his evil twin, Daft, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. That's right. So Daffy Duck was supposed to be. This one didn't wear a jacket. He just wore duck pants. <laughs> that's how you know he was the evil. Yeah, evil. yeah I got yeah, it. Got the it. Dark eyebrows too. Yeah. Wow, that's his in, pants are evil. That's incredible. That's that's just incredible. And uh, Chicago performed on uh, on the Grammys. Yes. That's because they met in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. And now, how about one more, Lindsay? You got something, something modern, something, something that you might have seen at the Grammys. Lord, that, huh? I just assumed that was what that chick's name. Was She's her? got it. Yep, no. That's exactly it. Next. Wow, that was easy. Uh, how about Green Day? You want to take this one, Gary? Sure. Do you want the honest one? Yeah, Green Green Day is named because those are all kids who have just now moved to either Denver or Seattle to <laughs> smoke their doobies all day. <laughs> Got it. Well, thanks for being in here, guys. Uh, I, I that's love. True? Yes, that's true. I had no idea that was true. Yes. I thought that was that that just happened. That the Denver and Seattle thing just marijuana just yeah okay. Was legalized. So that part I made made up, but that's actually why they're that's why they're called that. Oh, okay, got it. From doobies. Are they soothsayers? Yeah, they saw that coming. They saw into the future. They sure did. Well, thanks for being here. Tomorrow is the day they went back to the future. Shut up! No, it's not. (laughs) Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, those are those good music historians right there telling you the origin of band names. That's pretty interesting. Um, I'm sorry, I actually know all the stories for those. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Well, you just know everything. Well. But not. What was Chicago's? Chicago was originally the Chicago Transit Authority, and the CTA made them change their name because that's a trademark, and so they became Chicago. So that's why their first album is uh, Chicago Transit Authority. What oh. about um, Goldfinger? You got Goldfinger right, would be my guess. Oh, from the James Bond, yeah. the James Bond film. Yeah, that I don't, made I don't sense. Know that one as much. Cool. Uh, when we come cool. back on the Will Show, we John will. John Cougar Mellencamp. It was his name. <laughs> yes, it sure was. His parents gave him the middle name Cougar, the Coog. Coog. Uh, when we come back on the Will Show, we're gonna talk. We're gonna wrap it all up with a uh, with actually a study uh, about uh, married dudes and what they do with their wedding ring when they go out. And I just want to get your take I on know it. Know this. Okay, uh, all here on the Will Show yeah. episode thirty. What is this? Thirty seven. So far. Prostcoidal butthole.
Hello, welcome back to the Will Show podcast. We're gonna wrap it up with a couple things tonight. Uh, first of all, did you guys see this? Uh, Jim Cantori, who is a meteorologist, a weatherman, on uh, he is the Weather Channel on the Weather Channel. He is the Weather Channel. Yeah, Jim Cantori. Jim Cantori on the Weather Channel. Meteorologist is the man was out reporting about uh, all of these winter storms, the polar vortex and all of this. And you know this guy is just a true professional. He was able to stave off an attack by uh, some kid that uh, tried to jump into a shot. And, uh, in fact, uh, rather than me describe it to you, I actually have, uh, Lindsay, we have Jim Cantori here. But uh, before we do that, I want you to hear the audio of, of what happened. So Jim Cantori's there reporting about the, sto- the storm, and then uh, a college kid tries to run in and interrupt and disrupt this whole thing. So uh, let's just uh, let's go check it out right now. So here's Jim reporting on the storm, and then he gets interrupted about 10 seconds in. Now, there's never been a storm like this in the past 20 years that is going to produce this much moisture and this much snow control. I mean, we're going to need a lot of plows on the street in this area. <laughs> And so you know, be prepared. Oh, Don't go out unless it's emergency. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, actually wow. just go back to the last uh, three seconds of that and just slow it down just a little bit so you can actually hear like the little wince. He has like a little uh, squeak in his voice when he gets need. Uh, here it is, the last three three seconds right before he gets need. The epic proportions uh, that's gonna come. Why, Dad? <laughs> yeah, there he says, "Why, Dad?" There, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so Jim Cantori is in studio. How's it going, man? It's going good. I mean, the way that people winter. people are celebrating the way that you handled that situation. Uh, I'm Jim Cantori. What did yeah. you expect? Yeah, people, th- <laughs> right. people thought you did did a great job at <laughs> doing that. Uh, and then uh, and then we actually have the kid here that you need right uh-uh. in the uh, right in the junk. Miss- yes. Hey. Now, uh, are are you uh, are. Man. Are you surprised that Jim was able to thwart? You thought you were going to be funny, and then Jim totally thwarted your attack. I wasn't trying to be funny. What do you? What were you trying to do? Trying to be. Do you do you remember a a lady named uh, Sally Jo Smith? Yes. About about twenty one years ago. (laughs) Oh no. Yes, from in in Memphis. Yeah. Sally yep. Joe Smith. Oh, yes. I, I, I remember her very well. She had these amazing legs that went up. Oh, man, I thought they would never end. I've got really God, long. I missed her. I'm, I'm from Memphis. Interesting. Yeah. But she had this long <laughs> blonde hair that yep. just shimmered and shined. Does it does it kind of look like mine a little? She, it was about yeah. the same color. It's kind of a mix. Well, you're you're more brown, and she was blonde, so I got yeah, like she that. she was blonde. Yeah, but I've got like that dirty blonde hair, you know. Well, that's perfect. But there were some times where we would go jogging, and she would wear these sports bras that were just magnificent, mm-hmm. magnificent. And I, I didn't think it would be able to control. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one years ago, Memphis. Memphis. Uh, Sally, she and I, we had a little thing. And now, and then she had a little thing. Yeah. Cantori, you were never there for me. I'm your son. Dun dun dun! Oh shit. Oh, my God. You need, the first time I saw you, I was like, finally. I I felt like a storm chaser. I went all around the United States (laughs) looking for you doing live weather. And right before I'd get to you, you'd jump in your van and go after the next tornado or high-pressure front. I could just never catch you. And then finally, a week ago, 
I got close and I started to yell. I was like, Dad. And I ran to give you the first hug, tears streaming out of my eyes, only to be kneed in the crotch by an estranged father. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I was pretty sure I was way out with her, right? <laughs> this is shocking, Lynn. I can't believe. Like, I didn't think I, I was, I thought I wasn't able to have children. What do you mean? You, what what happened to you 21 years ago where you thought you didn't you weren't able to have kids? Well, back then I was doing local weather at Memphis Five. And what? Five. Like a lot of blow? I mean, what? No, we were chasing a um, a storm and we we rolled the van and I <laughs> laid it on the gear shift. Oh God! <laughs> really smashed my scrope. But hey, I didn't think I'd have a a child. Hey, all right. <laughs> You didn't just have one. Guess what? You're 21 now. I don't have to pay child support. Boom! <laughs> Cantori's out of the window. Not according to Tennessee. You it's owe Memphis my mother. Tennessee. I'm gonna have to look that up and get back to you. Pretty sure it is, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy do you feel right? a love? Yep. Do you feel a love front coming in from the heart? No. I feel a horrible <laughs> storm coming. Oh, do you? What kind yes. of this? What? Why? Legal problems. Why don't maybe, you love me as much as cumulus clouds? That's all I want because you to do. Because cumulus clouds know when to leave. Like you left? <laughs> like you blew out of Memphis like some summer's eve storm? Listen, when they call you <laughs> up, when they call you up to the bigs, it's a new beginning. <laughs> why couldn't you why couldn't you take me and mom with you? He, he didn't know. I wasn't married to her. There was nothing tying this Did down. you know? I, I'm Cantori. I what I didn't know. Yeah, that's and what two, it does. If she would have told me, I would have bolted sooner. <laughs> I would have got it. Would have blown out she of there. She sent you letters to every station that you worked at. Oh no, I got them. I just never responded. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you knew it was me. You knew you had a son who was hunting you down. Oh, she sent me pictures. I I saw you running at me. I knew what was happening. Okay. I thought it was a hug. I knew. I. That's why. I that's... threw the knee to catch you right in the scrote. Hey, we share that in common now. Way to go. My deformed genitalia, just like just like my pop. Just like Cantori. Well, <laughs> you're not a Cantori unless you've got a torn uh, satchel. Satchel. Wow. Well, you guys sound like you have a lot to work out. No, nothing to work out. I'm pretty much... Why <laughs> won't you love me? Take me in your van. Take me around America. Um, I want to see a shelf cloud. The day you're certified by the Meteorologist Association, then we'll talk. <laughs> I got news for you, Dad. I am. Come on! Oh, man! Come on! This I is took a correspondence class. It sounds like... Wait, at the University of Phoenix? Yes. Oh, they, they have good work there. They mm -hmm. do good stuff. <laughs> they have great stuff there. We'll All talk. right, well... We'll talk in my van. All right, guys. Yeah. Don't roll it. Don't roll it. And then uh, maybe it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you hit the gear shifter once, it, it broke. If you hit the gear shifter again, it might come back for both of you. Am I? <laughs> so I don't know. So uh, give it a shot. I don't know. Uh, so uh, Jim Cantori and uh, his estranged son or the estranged dad, either way, it, I had no idea. I did not see that coming as part of this thing. Well, Jim uh, Cantori sure did. It was pretty great. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't break. I mean, it broke him like for like a split second. And then he was back into it. Yeah, I know. It I was mean, awesome. He kind of rolled his head at him like, this guy. It's like he was planning. He wanted that to happen as if that was like, oh, God, I just hope this moment happens. Like you plan for those fantasy moments in your head. Like he ha That was his thing to do always because there's always 
people running in behind live shots. Yeah. I bet I bet every person who has every journalist who has to go out there and do that has kind of a plan of action in their mind of what they do. Karate chop. Throw punch. <laughs> <laughs> just like just just to see how badass just within stride while you're still going. You're like, Obamacare now started today, and then just put their fist out and just somebody's gagging behind them and Oh, God, that would be just... It must my, feel good. My thing is, what was the kid really planning to do? I mean, to get that close. I don't know. Was he going to form tackle him? Or? <laughs> well, he, that was awful form tackling, if it was. He was way too high. And look, he, just looked, he just looked like an, an out-of-control noodle, like an asteroid noodle. Because, <laughs> I mean, Cantori, he didn't have to, like, lean into him. or He just, just, raised, he just him. raised, like raised his knee. He knee and then pivoted it out. That was all he did. It was like Kung Pao, you know, whatever that is. I don't know. What is it that Billy Blanks does? That's Kung Pao. Typo. Kung Pao, Typo, whatever. I know it's probably super <laughs> racist. <laughs> whatever. One of those things. It's something that's right before chicken in most Chinese buffets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to wrap up uh, today with uh, one last uh, study I saw. And, uh, and Lindsay, since you're a single lady and uh, you, you go out on the town, you're still trying to date and that sort of thing. Uh, and I just get thrown in the garbage pile. Yeah, well, I mean, on Tinder, yes, but in the real world, I mean, they can't literally do that. It's a, oh, no, it's they a, can't. It's I've been there. Assault. I've woken up in many of them. Have, 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 <laughs> dude, have dudes Dump, picked you up and thrown you into a dumpster before? <laughs> no. Oh, man. that's I, I never want to date. I never want to date again. I, I don't think I'll have a problem. I don't think I'll ever have to. It's but, terrible. So when going out, none of you got well, Todd's married. Uh, when you go out, it says that one in five married dudes... And women, as well, will take off their wedding rings when they go out without their partner. Yep. I know for a fact. They said that the top that, five... Is that several, a fact? Yes. Yeah, several several people I know. And a guy... Todd. What? Do you do this, Todd? I don't go out. That's true. Uh, I guess that's true. I, I do go out. I keep my wedding ring on. I, there's no reason. I never even would have thought to take it there off for any reason. There was a guy that I started dating who I found out. After a while, was married. Now, that's what he did. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I, I can't tell you what I've done in the past if I've been I can. inebriated beyond, you know, whatnot. But at the same time, I find the wedding ring can be more advantageous. Can it really? Yeah. Not well. Not that I'm insinuating that I've hooked up or anything. I'm you know I've never cheated on my wife, but people I've seen. You've seen the wedding ring ring work as an to, advantage. Look at this. And Lindsay's confirming it. Are you here. serious? <laughs> yeah. Why is the wedding ring it's work to your it advantage? Shows that they're not afraid to commit. No, I think it's you want it's something that you shouldn't you have. have. Right. Yeah, home record. He knows it. Is that really the deal? You want something that you, um, you can't have? No, I don't know if it's that. It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't think it's that. I think that it's. Why are you hitting him? Because I'm color. I'm just oh. I'm coloring, and he's got like listen. a coloring book, and it it's constant. If you if you're not looking for something serious, find a married guy. Uh, no, then it. Well, yeah, basically. So it's to somebody just to nail him. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? So that's that's the whole motivation. It's all physical. If you're hitting on a married you guy, tonight, like Will? like he's <laughs> yeah. he's he's going to go home to, to someone else who's doing his laundry and picking up after him and there's no but he he's <laughs> i like how you just see men are slobs my god you, you so it's just it does, if you're going for like a uh if you're going for a guy <laughs> i was scratching my armpit here i just had an itch there. 
Now, now, Lindsay, that 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 must be really attractive for the me. I'm wearing my wedding ring. I had an inch in my armpit. I just did it. That's how much I don't care anymore. That wraps it back around to uh, our original Married conversation. Married men are more available than single men. Really? Because a lot of them have reached to the point where they're not getting laid anymore, and they're unhappy, and nothing's exciting. Is that what you think marriage is? Well, that's what her experience with uh, guys who hit on her out in bars. Yeah. The, these guys apparently have no respect for the relationship anymore or disinterested or not getting something out of it and are seeking that in, uh, in people like Lindsay who will entertain it for an evening. But maybe they just want to see if they still have it. Maybe they're just, just trying to see if just they can like, still have it. Will just called Lindsay a whore and it just got glossed completely over. <laughs> I said it in a nice way, dude. But you were you were saying you were saying essentially something to that effect that you have you got into a relationship I, I, that you didn't realize because he was available. Yeah, but he was married. And there's been several instances. Not not that I was dating somebody or slept with him or anything, but Dealing with men who I knew were married, like I had an ex-boyfriend from college who got married, but was still continuing to text me and like try to get me to like, when he would go on business trips, try to get me to like meet him wherever he was going. And I was like, no. So one of, one of the organizations that I'm in, there's married guys in there and they're the worst creepers because oh, yeah. uh, with the, the girls that are in there. And I think it's because they... They can just be like, oh, no, it, I didn't mean anything, but I'm married. It doesn't matter. They use it as an excuse. I actually, there was a, a story that came out the other day. I think it was on BuzzFeed or something, but it was all about statistics of cheating. Uh -huh. And that was the thing is it was talking about married people who are cheating. And the men said that they were happily married. Uh -huh. Like they didn't want to divorce or to leave their wife. But I think that's where the physical... Thing yep. comes in. Oh, so they're and, but, the thrill but, of the the, but the women who were married were unhappy in their marriage, and that's why they were doing. That's why they were cheating. Whereas the men, it was just well, that makes sense because sex with the guy majority of the time has no emotional. Right. It's all about dropping or me. bees. You know. I wear those. those so these excuses masks. they give in this in this article, the reason why they do it. Uh, is they say they take the ring off because they get more attention from the opposite sex, but you guys are saying the opposite, that sometimes a ring works to your advantage, so maybe it's the context. They say the ring is uncomfortable. Give me a break. That's not the reason. They're mad at their husband or wife, which I can believe, so they're out there trying to get attention from somebody else. Uh, they don't want it to be assumed to be boring, so if you take your re wedding ring off, they think that, that single people, is that? do you have any notion of that? Single people are more interesting or fun if you don't have a wedding ring on? I'm more interesting and fun. Okay. Then what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and not then much. they think that it'll make help them make business connections easier if you're not married, or or the people don't perceive you to be married. What kind of business? I don't know. That's no, the yeah, thing. That's, like uh, I have no I idea what that means. But that, that that's what they say in the study. But it's interesting that you guys are like, you you take the wedding. I've never taken my wedding ring off when I go out. I I don't care. Like I'm gonna be who I am no matter no matter what. In social situations, but without, you without implied even, that you had done it in the past, Todd. Oh, I don't know if without I, even, I, I theoretically like to, without even realizing it. I, I like to drink. The too. very first thing I do, like if I notice somebody's face that I find attractive, I immediately yeah, look down me, at me their too. hand, it, and if, if there's something there, I'm like, son of a f bitch. Yeah, and then if and you, then it's like, nope. Now, if if people take the ring off, I've still got like this little uh, d disfigured uh, band of flesh here that's all pressed in. Do you look for that too? No. No. No, because that I'm means I'm not gonna go no, up absolutely. and like grab yeah, you, their hand. You look and be for like, that because you're like game on.
Oh, really? So if the <laughs> no, ring is off, no matter what, then then it's game on. Then, no, it, so the ring off is more of a more of a, an attention, more of a bait. Well, no, it's it's the latest point because there's no use looking at somebody that has a ring on. It's just garbage pile. Yeah, but she said that sometimes that it, it could be more interesting. What to go after something with with the ring, the ring with, that, if for, they're being for available girl, for a girl? Sure, for a guy, no, it it doesn't work that way hmm. because women are much more. Yeah, know, if I'm they're in, unhappy I'm with the it, they're not going to have the ring. That on. The only part of a man anymore that I'm interested in seeing naked is his ring finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Every, see. It, this state is terrible. This state is terrible. Yeah, Ooh, Rick's has an garbage empty. pile. Oh, what is the state terrible at? No, uh, we've talked about it before. I don't know if, if it goes both ways for men and women, but the state is not very um, single people friendly once you reach a certain age. Like, I guess this, there's a just a huge number of people that get married young and stay young, so mm -hmm. there's not a lot of options. Yeah. Well, so, get the fuck out. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's that's interesting. So uh, watch out for the people without their wedding ring on, or in some ladies' case, you know, you know, see if the dude's available. You might uh, you might get an uncommitted piece of meat for the night or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, that's it here the on the Will Show. Thank you for yeah, Thanks, you got Todd. it, Todd. Thanks for making it. it tangible, illustrating it. Uh, oh, it's very tangible. Listen to this show. Tell your friends. Uh, Eight to ten a.m. ninety nine five WZPL. Will Show Podcast dot com. Uh, Will Show Podcast at gmail dot com. If you're interested in uh, potentially sponsoring the show, and uh, thank you very much to my guests today, Rick Rangelovic, Todd Kenworthy, and uh, from Comedy Sports, Three Dollar Bill Comedy, and Lindsey Sprunk, always. And uh, that is it. On uh, no, Will Show Podcast episode thirty-seven, are we sticking Are we with really that name? Going with that? <laughs> I don't see why not. Post coital butthole. Post coital <laughs> butthole. AKA Todd's here. Todd's here. Todd's here. <laughs> the word I associate Todd with coital. Bye. Bye. It's because of the wedding ring. Coitus. Yeah. No, that's your favorite word. You use that whenever you can. All right, here we got to do the oh, intros and stuff. I just put that. Nope. <laughs> It's the Will Show 99.5 WZPL. Uh, Todd Kenworthy's here from $3 Bill Comedy, Comedy Sports. Rick Rangelovic's here from Comedy Sports. Yes. Lindsey Sprunk is always here. I'm Will. Hey, check this out. Go on. It's the Will Show 99.5 WZPL. Check out the uncensored version of this show, willshowpodcast.com, or uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, too. Just look for the Will Show. It's all this stuff, but uncensored and longer. In studio today is Rick Rangelovic Hello. from Comedy Sports and Todd Kenworthy from $3 Bill Comedy, Comedy Sports. Hello. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah. And then, they brought uh, their beards. They sure did. They're all bearded up for the winter. Polar vortex beards. I love and it. All winter. And uh, Lindsey Sprunk is always here. Boys. Hey, uh, I found this. The Will Show, 99.5 WZPL. <laughs> Willshowpodcast.com. Uh, check it out online. You can subscribe on iTunes. Rick Rangelovic is here from Comedy Sports. Comedy uh, Todd Kenworthy's here I from can. $3 Bill Comedy, Comedy Sports. <laughs> and uh, Lindsey Sprunk is always here. Uh, I uh, heard about this this week. Nuh-uh. You really? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Will Show, 99.5 WZPL. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. I'm Will. Uh, Rick Rangelovic Go here on. from Comedy Sports. And Todd Kenworthy's here uh, from yeah. Bill Comedy and Comedy Sports. And Lindsey Sprunk is always here uh, co-hosting. And, uh, yes, uh, it's like babysitting sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? And uh, so uh, go to willshowpodcast.com if you like the uh, uncensored version of all of this or subscribe on iTunes. Hey, Will, did you hear about this? Thank you. 
All right, that's all. All right, so humor me. Okay. So U.S. Uh, 